It doesn't take long drive to realize how badly the interstate highway system has aged. My next guest spearheaded the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine look at how the federal government can deal with old and, in some cases, obsolete roads. Joining me with highlights, former Lockheed Martin Chairman and CEO Norman Augustine. Mr. Augustine, good to have you on. Well, good morning, Tom. And I guess my first question is, as someone who has been so deeply into the military and the aerospace domain for so many years and so many projects, what interested you about something as mundane as concrete and asphalt? Well, it's a, it's a good question. Uh, my background is basically in systems engineering, and uh, this uh, the interstate highway system is, of course, an enormously complex uh, aggregation of uh, of roadways, bridges, cars, trucks, and so on. And so, it's a a challenging question in that regard. And uh, otherwise, uh, since I retired a number of years ago, I've I chaired a number of committees and commissions, mostly for the federal government, on various topics. And this one just happened to come up as being a very important one. And, of course, this is one of the original big works in the post-war era being proposed in the mid-1950s. And at that time, the highway system was also touted as a national security re- requirement, so people could get away from whatever conflicts, atomic bombs may fall somewhere. Did your group in the committee and in, in the uh, national academies still feel that's the case for the highway system? Well, that's it, a very interesting question. The, uh, in 1956, when under President Eisenhower, 11 years after World War II, and uh, decided to go ahead with an interstate highway system, it really emphasized uh, two things. Uh, one was national defense, and the other was uh, uh, interstate travel. Whereas today, interestingly, the national defense consideration is not a major aspect of it, and much of that focus was on moving troops from their bases to ports so they could be deployed overseas. And so national defense is not a major consideration today in terms of driving the highways' uh, costs and so on. Uh, On the other hand, the interstate highway, uh, the major uh, challenges tend to be local around major cities, where the traffic jams occur. So the change, the usage has changed a lot from the original intent. And what were the main findings of, of the group that you chaired? I mean, are the roads as bad as we see bridges collapse sometimes and there are certain sections of roads we all know are bad, but as a whole, is it really that terrible or is it really in bad shape? Well, the uh, one of the challenges is that we really don't know what kind of shape the roadways are in because... Uh, we know the surface condition of the top layer, but the under underbearing, uh, we don't know what kind of shape it's in. It certainly varies from place to place. Uh, the uh, the roads have been there now, most of them, for the order of 60 years. They're passing their design uh, usage or design uh, criteria in terms of age. Uh, there's been very little capacity added to the interstates over the years, even though that the, the amount of usage has gone up. And so we're stuck with major delays, principally in metropolitan areas. And uh, it's a perfect storm because while all these things are happening, the source of funding uh, for the highways, namely an 18.4 cent per gallon federal gasoline tax, uh, is uh, diminishing in terms of its impact because of inflation and because of uh, increased uh, uh, mileage efficiency. So we have a perfect storm for our highways today. And does the group feel that the this is primarily a federal issue, or is it a state and local issue? Because, as you say, the jams are around the big cities, which often the states have responsibility for those portions of the road. 
Yes, it's both. Uh, when the highways were built, uh, they were 90 percent uh, funded uh, for construction by the federal government, 10 uh, percent by the states. The federal government imposed uh, certain uh, regulatory provisions and standards for the highways. States were to own the highways and to, to maintain them. And so it's a major challenge today for both the federal government and the states. And let me ask you this. If new capacity were determined to be needed, and I'm sure it is in some cases, do you think it's possible to build new roads or widen existing roads? Sometimes the environmental and impact statements and regulatory tie-ups and legal tie-ups can delay a project for a generation. Unquestionably, it's very difficult today, much more so than uh, in 1956. Uh, At the same time, the, the interstate highway system is really the transportation backbone of the nation's economy. And uh, we about 2.2 billion vehicle miles traveled occur uh, on the average day on the interstate highways, about 15 percent of which are trucks. So it's it's an enormous asset uh, to the country that uh, we're going to have to figure out a way to uh, uh, enhance its capability. And that's what our group set out to make proposals to do. We're speaking with Norman Augustine, former chairman and CEO of Lockheed Martin, now chair of the report on the future interstate. And the future interstate committee did come up with 10 big ideas for the roads. What would you say are the top two or three that would have the most leverage that the federal government could get behind? Well, as an umbrella, we have proposed creating a a reconstruction modernization program, acronym is RAMP, R-A-M-P, that has a number of uh, elements under it. And of those elements, uh, uh, many, frankly, are not going to be popular, but they may be the kind of medicine we need to take, or we believe they are. Uh, For example, uh, we believe that the federal motor vehicle tax needs to be increased uh, in the very near term, uh, it hasn't been changed uh, in, uh, let's see, 1993 was the last time it was increased. And so inflation has taken its toll, uh, mileage efficiency, and uh, we need to increase that tax enough to uh, produce about $57 billion a year. That compares uh, with the about $24 billion a year we're now devoting to the interstate highway system from the federal level. So. We also believe that that tax needs to be indexed to inflation uh, this time, and uh, we need to lift the ban on tolling existing interstate highways, and uh, uh, that uh, is something that has many advantages. uh, Not only does it raise funds, it does so equitably because the people who use the highways pay the tolls, and it also uh, has a benefit that you can use tolling to adjust the traffic flows by making it more expensive to use certain lanes and less expensive others. So that's uh, basically the, uh, the the choices we have. And have you had any response yet, say, from lawmakers who are thinking, at least they're not doing much, but they're talking occasionally about infrastructure? Yes, we've had a number of conversations uh, with various lawmakers, uh, particularly the committees that oversee transportation. And uh, there's unquestionably an understanding that uh, we have a problem that we have to address. And one of the challenges, of course, is that uh, with highways and bridges, you talk about lifetimes of 50 years or so, and uh, it's very hard, uh, particularly this week, to get Capitol Hill's attention on an issue that uh, has that kind of lifespan to deal with it. But it is something that I think is well recognized, and our report has generally been received uh, uh, with clear understanding 
Uh, but I will say that many of the medicines we propose to fix the problem are, are painful, and we recognize that. And so you have the challenge of overlaying what is a systems engineering requirement against a political reality. That's never easy in Washington, is it? Exactly. There are no computer models that tell you how to do that. Norman Augustine is, among other things, former chairman and CEO of Lockheed Martin and chair of the report on the future interstate. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed visiting. We'll post this interview and a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.